Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com here with a name you know. You know we cover pro wrestling, MMA, boxing. You know him from a few of those. You're going to see him defending the WWE Championship this Sunday at Peacock, on Peacock rather at Hell in a Cell against Drew McIntyre. We got Bobby Lashley. Bobby, how you doing? Fantastic, man. I'm so excited to talk to you. We're talking a little bit off the air about, about a mutual friend that we had, about uh, some of the things you did while you were gone from WWE, now you're you're embroiled in a feud with a guy who spent some time outside of WWE as well, and Drew McIntyre. Do you yeah. see maybe a bit of yourself in him, and maybe in the paths that you all took to get back, or do you think those are maybe completely separate their own journeys? I think I think our journeys are a little different, <clears throat> but um, I do I do feel kind of the same with him. Um, me and Drew. Before we were feuding last year, we were tagging together. And every time we would tag together, we would have this like different kind of energy out there. We were going against the shield and we were going against a bunch of different tag teams. And the energy level was really high because we kind of felt the same. We both left when we left um, the business before and um, coming back, you can just see the amount of hunger that we had coming back. We changed. We got in better shape. We worked the ass off to get back. So when we got back, we still have that hunger of, of greatness in this business. We didn't just come back just to be another guy. So um, that's why this match this weekend is so special is because it's that match of putting yourself in hell in the cell and seeing who's willing to do whatever it takes for that title. When you go into a match like hell in a cell, whether it be the first time or whatever, are you asking other people who have maybe been in that, whether like maybe a cage match, maybe it's been a Royal Rumble match, you know, a match that is different than the standard in which you'll you'll experience. Are you asking people about maybe their prior experiences, maybe any advice about I mean, what's this structure like? <laughs> hey, man, no, no, because no. <laughs> I don't want to know. Um, it's, it's one of those things where you know it's going to be painful. Monday, I know when I. When I come back Monday, I know my body's going to be in shambles because I know that it's going to be that rough. I mean, I'm a student of the game, so I watch a lot of film and I watch some of the matches before I watch some of the things that people are doing before I watch some of the tricks. 
um, because you might need to pull out tricks in any fight. So um, I'm trying to strategize the best that I can so that I come out this thing victorious. But I know at the end of the day, it's going to be very painful. And it's, it's at the end of the day, the hell in the cell, people want to have those moments. So those moments are the moments that probably hurt you, beat your body up big time. But it does prove your prove your want and prove your will. So um, I don't want to know how bad it is. I'm just going to grip my teeth and <laughs> take this, it. This is your first one, right? I mean, fighting in a cage is no no new thing for you. But this is different. Right. I mean, ring inside a cage, a little obviously plenty different there. Yeah, yeah, but more tools, more yeah. tools. I think it's going to be crazy. I mean, Drew and I have a crazy match without Hell in a Cell and just a ring by itself. So now we have the ability to know DQ and then weapons and and then Hell in a Cell. I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be insane. But it's one of those things that I want. You know, in my career, you know, you want to have those big matches. I have my Mania match, my SummerSlam match is coming up. Um, all these different events that kind of like signify and some of those big glory points that you have throughout your career. This is definitely going to be one of them is being in that cell. So something crazy is going to happen. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know who's going to be on, but there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff. There's going to be fireworks. There's going to be people that are getting carried out of that, that cell. But um, you know what? At the end of the day, you're going to see a lot of people that are very hungry for greatness in this business. So within, within raw, you have mentioned you, you want to be done with Drew McIntyre. You want to move on. We got SummerSlam coming up. I'm going to be there. It's a, a Allegiant stadium. Tickets are on sale Friday, June 18th. So, assuming, and I know it's easy to assume before you go into a Hell in a Cell match, what'll happen, but assuming you get past Drew McIntyre, who do you look at on the Raw roster and you're like, man, I want to mix it up with them. They, that should be who, who gets the next shot. That's who I should face in this football stadium at SummerSlam. Cause I, I know the easy answer is like, well, Brock, because that's what everybody says. Oh, man. I, you know what? Everybody does say that, but I, you know, I, I really don't know. There's so many guys that are at the top right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just, I did an interview a little while ago and someone said Damian Priest, and that at the beginning was not the first person that I thought about. But you know, you have to take him into consideration. You have to take Randy into consideration. You have to take Riddle into consideration. You have to take uh, Morrison into consideration. You have to take Elias. You have to take Riker. You have to take um, the Fiend somewhere around there. Randy Orton. There's so many different guys. Keith Lee. I don't know where some of these guys are at right now. But there's a lot of guys that are really making some big moves. And I think the next few weeks really dictate who wants to step up. I mean, you have money in the bank, but you have you have a lot of guys that are right there. Because ultimately, everyone's talking about, okay, why does Drew keep getting an opportunity? Drew keeps getting an opportunity because nobody keeps beating him. He's number two. Unless somebody else beat number two, then number two is the one that gets the opportunity. So I think we're at a case right now where who's going to be able to step up and be number two? And there's a lot of guys that are really close in their in their career um, to being able to do it and have a little bit of momentum going. But we don't know. I don't know. I don't know if somebody's going to come in. I don't know if somebody wants to come from outside in and come get some of this and get beat up and sent back. I don't know, man. Uh, but I am I'm anxious to find out. <laughs> I'm always so fascinated about your transition in and in out and back into pro wrestling, MMA, and all that stuff. When I had talked to Riddle in the past, I would always ask him, like, okay, people knowing your reputation and knowing your skill set, would they ever test you? And he said, yes, Drew Gulak did a lot. Like, he would you'd get in the ring and somebody would be like, how good can they really go? Does that yeah. happen to you? Has that happened to you? And with who? Um, 
in the ring? Um, no. I think I think there's a lot of times in there. I think there's a lot of times where people like subtly test you, and you kind of think, "Are you?" And then and then it's gone. So you don't like they don't really set it in to the point where it's like, "Okay, okay, okay, I'll let this go." But I did have an opportunity to go roll around with Riddle and um, and one of the other guys at one point in time. These guys have skills, man. It's cool. Um, but I don't I don't think anybody's really at the point of really testing me to the point where I'm. Firing back a hundred percent. No. Has Vince McMahon ever shot a double leg on you? No. <laughs> we would always hear those stories about him trying it like with, with Kurt Angle or with anybody just cause he is, I mean, you look at him now and the dude is still jacked. He, he tries to get a clinch. He'll try to oh. work a clinch and get a quick one. <laughs> He's good at pummeling. He knows how to get in there. So when, when you spent time away from WWE, did you maintain a relationship with Vince McMahon? Did you speak with him at all during that period? Or or was it kind of like out of sight, out of mind, because you were heavily into MMA at that period? I was heavily into it, but there was times where um, Vince would reach out to me, send a text here or there. Um, it was always, like, we, we've always had that common common um, bond of the the mentality of working out and there's times where he came down to denver and he's like man i'm coming down to denver we got to get a workout in uh we never really did but um it's always kind of one of those that running joke or or that possibility but we've we've talked about it a few times but it wasn't one of those things where we talked consistently i'd say over the time maybe a few text messages maybe um over the 10 years or 11 years that I was gone and I remember, uh, I think it was a couple years ago, you did an interview and somebody said, hey, you think you'll ever go back to MMA? And you're like, well, you know, maybe when my WWE time is up. I mean, it's been three years since you've been back. You're WWE champion now. Do you see yourself uh, possibly uh, getting into that again? Or do you think that the book is closed or, or is it still open for you? Man, I'm, I'm at this thing where that, what is the only way? And um, and when I, when people say that, I live by it. So whether I like to fight again, I, I would I would fight again. I, I have that hunger. I mean, my my boxing coaches hit me up this morning, so we'll be boxing here in a little bit. And I did some strength and conditioning, so I'm in great shape. It was like one of those things where you don't have to fight, but it's like I still have that competitive edge, that competitive um, just just will that I've had my entire life. I think um, I think one thing that I will be doing I will compete in jujitsu tournaments. Okay. I'm going for it. That's not as stressful on the body. And um, I've always wanted to do a bare knuckles fight. I talked to the bare knuckles um, um, owner, and we've talked a few times about possibly doing a fight. And I maybe have to bring that by Vince before doing it. But um, I stay ready so I can possibly do one of them. I, I think if if I do MMA, it'll definitely have to be under the Bellator because I'm still contracted by Bellator um, bare knuckles. I don't know if I'd be able to do it based on my Bellator contract, but we have talked about it and jujitsu. I'll definitely do even so, while rest. So you, we had mentioned riddle and a lot of those people that have that background. Does this set, does this help satisfy those competitive urges a little bit? Because I mean, you look all the way up and down that roster. And I mean, there's UFC veterans, strike force veterans, people who have competed in MMA, like all over the place in WWE. I mean, amateur wrestler, you got Chad Gable, people like that. Do, does this help satisfy some of those urges that you once felt, or maybe that you do still feel? Yeah. 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 Because you know, you need it. Oh, I mean, 
mean, you need it. If you if you came from a wrestling background, you can't just stop cold turkey. Yeah. If you if you box forever, you can't just stop cold turkey. And I boxed for a long time, so I still teach boxing. I still do mitts. I mean, because you'll see you'll see a boxer, you'll see a boxer that's been away from the ring for a little while. He'll just be standing doing something in the middle of a grocery store, you know. So you you gotta you gotta feed those urges. Um, MVP is a world champion in, in um, jujitsu, so. Um, he has a little booboo right now that he's kind of cleaning up, but once he's done, me, he and I will be rolling a little bit more. We'll bring our right. geese in, rolling. So I'll still get that. And then Riddle also, Riddle has a gee. He rolls Lazar. There's a couple guys that still go out there and train. So, um, yeah, yeah, you, you, I get it. I get the fix a little bit, but still, <laughs> fighting's fighting because fighting's a whole different element. It's signing that contract. It's having those nerves. It's walking in that cage is that door closing behind you it's feeling that mat on your feet it's hitting somebody for the first time it's taking a hit for the first time you know it's, it's a lot of things that you don't normally get from anything else i would do commentary on a lot of amateur fights and the, the amount of times i would see somebody in their first fight and then the, the ring announcer screams their name and you see it on their face they're like oh no this is happening it's yeah this like, is real <laughs> it's and that's why so many amateur fights either go the full distance or like 12 seconds because right. either people are really prepared or they're not at all you mentioned mvp hurt business split up how did you feel about that considering i mean you guys are one of the hottest acts of of the thunderdome era i mean it it, it seemed like it helped everybody involved yeah man i, I think that this it should be one of those times you just never say never because that was a, that was a hell of a group i mean i think it did great numbers um doing numbers i think it was it was a great synergy between the group and um and i and we enjoyed it but i think it's one of those things where it's something that could always you can always come back to it um in the business there's always different things that happen you know cedric and, and Shelm were kind of going after each other for a while um they had to settle their differences um, they get to see if they can swim on their own for a little bit, and I think that there's a possibility of coming back together. We don't, we never know what's going to happen, but um, I love those guys to death. I mean, it was it was a great time for me, and and, um, and I like what we did with the business. You, if you go around the business now, you'll see a lot more suits. You see guys cleaning themselves up. That was a hurt business. We were part of that, um, so we we kept a high style and we kept a lot of class, and then and, and we beat people up, and that's I what the business. I think it always says a lot when your merch is getting parodied outside of like WWE. Like you see the Hurt Business style shirts with other people, other stuff. And I mean that that was such a cool thing. You saw like the that that metallic gold thing, and yeah. it, it became hot. But uh, we're gonna see how that cage experience outside of WWE translates to Hell in a Cell this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern on Peacock. And a reminder, guys. SummerSlam tickets go on sale June 18th. That's Friday. It's going to be a massive show at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Bobby Lashley, thank you so much. I could talk to you about MMA and pro wrestling all day. It'll be fun, man. Anytime. Until next time, guys, we're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.